How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Ah, yes. How we doing? Welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And, of course, I am your host, Dr. Rob. How we doing? I'm doing great. I hope you are doing great as well. And so today I bring you yet another podcast on what I find to be, you know, just something to talk about. I think this is an interesting topic that I would just like to share with you. And so what's the topic for today? That would be, without evil, there is no good. Huh. Now, does that statement make any sense at all? Probably not, because we don't think about these kind of things. Nevertheless, it is the topic that I want to talk about today. I mean, because recently I've been coming up with some podcast discussions that may be outside the realm or the box of typical day-to-day discussions. You know, for instance, my last two podcasts, on in one podcast I talked about the notion that saying sorry does not fix everything, even though the word sorry is the universal phrase we we use to empathetically respond to our transgressions against one another. And then on my most recent last podcast, if you will, I talked about the notion of whether or not we go to heaven after we die. And so today... I just wanted to continue on that path to generate some dialogue on the notion of without evil, there is no good. So hang with me, hang the, hang in there with me, and I just want to take you on the path of talking and thinking outside the daily realm of typical discussions. And with that said, I'm going to touch on a point beyond the realm of regular discussions just to kind of set the table for what, you know, what I'm about to talk about regarding this topic. See, when I was in college, I, I took a theology class. It was one of the most interesting classes that I ever took. And during the class, the professor, he presented a topic which he called the ineffable. I-N-E-F-F-A-B-L-E. And according to the professor, the ineffable means the moreness to life than we know. And I remember he talked about the idea that man is under the impression 
he didn't know that he has he has the answers to everything. He has figured the world, has figured the earth out, has figured people out, and so on and so forth. You know, we can send astronauts to the moon, perform open heart surgery. We we you know, go to the dentist and get implants to look like your actual teeth instead of using dentures now to fix our teeth and on and on and on. And with these tremendous advances in science and medicine, there is a school of thought that says, you know, man has conquered it all, so to speak. And so when we look at the idea of the ineffable that, you know, says that there is more to life than we know, then that would lead me to venture into the idea as to whether or not we go to heaven after we die and the notion that saying sorry does not fix everything. And so with that said, I want to continue on that path regarding, you know, uh, a topic that I think may fall within the realm or purview of the ineffable. And of course, you know, that topic is without evil, there is no good. So let's get into it and see what we can make of this notion. For one, I would say if there is, if there is no evil, then it might be difficult for people to understand, you know, what good is or to to learn how to feel good or to see that life is good, you know? And so because bad and evil is all over the world, you know, in, in, in my own little sphere of life, I try to find the good and the bad that comes my way, whether it's, bad or evil by circumstance or or whether or not it comes from people that I have met. And that's how I maintain and sustain my positive will and thoughts to get through, you know, life on a daily basis. And, you know, I just wanted to say, what about the notion that life is good even when it ain't? And to that, you know, I say that life is a blessing because being alive affords us an opportunity to to make things good when they are not. Okay, so that's just important to keep in mind. And so going forward, you know, just for the record, I will interchange between the word evil and bad to mean the same thing for the purposes of this podcast discussion just that sometimes the word evil may flow and then the word bad may flow a little better you know pertaining to my content okay i just wanted to help you understand why i'm using the word bad and not evil because evil is mentioned you know in the topic so just stay with me if you if you will and so there's a school of thought that asserts the purpose of evil allows for the revelation of the goodness of God. Then you might ask, why does evil, why does evil even exist if God is good? God created the world good and God created humans to do good. However, and this is important to, to note, God gave 
human beings the ability, gave us the ability or the free will to choose. So this means that even though humans were created to do good, they can also choose to do the opposite of good, which is what we may call evil and or bad. And on that note, I would like to point out that sometimes what we do that is considered evil in many cases may not be confined to, you know, something that we chose to do. Some of this evil or bad behavior is innate, or should I say, harbors deep inside some of our souls, which I will discuss with you in more in more detail, you know, in just a few. But I just wanted to wanted to point that out because I believe that evil doing in many cases can be a choice. But some of that behavior stems from the innate emotional deficits that many of us possess as human beings. And again, we will revisit that later because at this point you may be saying, you know, I thought we were talking about whether or not, you know, without evil there could be no good. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. But I I think it's important to point out that, you know, evil is just not something that floats in the air. Evil and bad comes from someplace, okay? Someplace like people. I mean, there are bad and evil circumstances. But, you know, what we're talking about here, too, also includes, you know, the bad and evil that can come your way, come our way through the actions of people. Okay, so as I said, we're going to circle back and deal with this in more detail later. And so let me ask you, do you believe that it is, you know, we are natural at being good? Like, are we born that way? And to that, I would say, of course. I I would say, yes, that we are, I mean, when we're born, we don't know about bad and evil because at that point, when we're born, we don't know anything. But what we learn and are taught from the people who are in our kind of inner space as in baby, as a toddler, as a, as a child. Okay, follow me. So our nature is inherently good. As I just said, when we're born, we don't know Jack. We learn and we watch and we see and we experience. So we are usually taught by our parents and other caregivers to learn the difference between right and wrong, good or bad. So then, where does evil come from? Because evil, as I said, is not something that is just in the atmosphere. Okay? It is not just the way it is. Because, see, you know, that's just the way it is because that's how life is. And that's, you know, that's the hand that you were dealt. That's the hand that we were 
doubt. No, 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 no. Doesn't work like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you again. Where does bad or where does evil come from? And you know, before I answer that question, I'm going to let a promo in. And we'll pick up the discussion on the other side. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services. The place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. All right, welcome back, and how you doing? So, as I was saying before we stepped aside to let the promo in, where does bad, where does evil come from? Now, I would say as a mental health professional that I am, and lending my professional opinion to this question, which is also based on much research. This is just not Dr. Rob talking. I would say that bad and evil comes to us in many ways. The same way we learn about good and bad, right and wrong from our parents, well, sort of uh, inadvertently or incidentally, it is from these same people. Our parents and other caregivers, adopted parents, foster parents, some of our aunts and uncles, or some cases, even our grandparents. is how bad and evil are born inside of us as humans. Now, no disrespect to none of your relatives, but the bad we know usually starts to grow from our early childhood experiences based on the people in our lives. And who are those people? Those people are our loving and wonderful family members. And so as I said earlier, evil or bad is not just a thing that happens. You know, I mean, you could be diagnosed with a terminal illness or something or or somebody could die suddenly by a stray bullet or something to that effect but I just want to point out that you know evil or bad is just not floating in the air you know it's just, it's just not and so what I am asking about is the reality 
to understand that much of our evil or bad experiences in life comes from whence we came, our family lives. Now, of course, there are or there is an abundance of good in the world, good family members, of course. But right now we're talking about where does evil come from, okay? And, well, as I said, evil can occur in countless ways. But some of the ways that bad comes about usually stems from the life experiences we have as children. And I'm going to, you know, go further on how we are inadvertently or incidentally exposed to a brand of life that does not lead us to becoming wholesome, happy, and complete people. Instead, even when people may come about when we are exposed to domestic violence in our early life experiences over a period of time, that that can either inspire you or affect you in ways that you that you or, or or people you know develop into domestic violence perpetrators or abusers. And so this can lead to good children becoming bad and evil in terms of their behavior and relationships as adults for sure. And that will also go out into the world and is played out in the lives of victims of domestic violence. Hence, evil. And so that can be the result of one's childhood life experience of being exposed to domestic violence in their respective homes. And as I stated earlier, there are a number of other ways good kids can become bad and evil adults. And some of those seeds are usually planted once again in our childhood experiences in connection to our family life experiences. There are many instances, if you will, whereby children who do not receive the proper nurturing, you know, in a consistent Bases meaning hugs, kisses, being fed on time, or, you know, or have their personal needs neglected, you know, like having their, their you know, our pampers changed and bathed and fed and things of that sort. When, you know, when these type of seeds are, are, are usually planted, that sows the seed for, you know, what, how bad and evil goes out into the world through us as humans. You see, the lack of nurturing by your respective caregiver, being your mother, your father, grandparents, foster parents, ad- adopted parents, or the whoever the intended 
primary caregiver in your life, you know, um, where wherever you come from, if you if you were not consistently nurtured or had your soil pampers changed in a timely and consistent fashion, or you may not have had your your hunger needs fulfilled, you know, in a timely and consistent fashion where you could, you know, develop a trust and comfort, you know, during those years, th- these type of deficiencies in our care as as infants and toddlers can lead to individuals developing feelings of lack of trust, insecurities, and a lack of what it feels like to be loved in those early days of our lives. And this, or that I should say, can lead to a wide variety of bad behaviors that cause us to spew out evil acts as adults at work, in relationships, in church, in school, and any other place where we convene as human beings. Okay? That's right. Can you believe it? Well, I guess you can if if you're looking at your life and Looking at your own life experiences, our family life is where some of our bad and evil behaviors are developed based on the things that we lacked or were not provided with in our childhood by our parents or primary caregivers. Think about this. Let me give you some statistics to support what I'm saying here. 70% 70% of juveniles in in institutions, state-operated institutions, and 85% of youth in, in prisons come from fatherless homes. These are the type of things that happen in our childhood. 80% of rapists come from fatherless homes. Fatherless children are six times more likely to live in poverty. I mean, can you imagine that? And this this is stuff that has to do with our own family life experiences and that start in our childhood. And, and as I was saying, the statistics show that fatherless children are six times more likely to live in poverty and commit criminal acts as opposed to children that were raised in a two-parent household. I mean, think about that. Now, I think these statistics support my position that the seeds of bad and evil are planted in our early life experiences, which stems from our family experiences. And usually people who wind up in prison carry out acts of evil and bad, which is what we are talking about here. Where does evil come from? As I said or should say, our family life experiences, especially during our early childhood, play a major role in terms of where the bad and evil and good comes from that we as human beings put out in the world. Further, These behaviors, traits, and so on, you know, can be in many cases passed down from one generation 
to the next generation. The idea is that we tend to parent the way we were parented. If I was abused by my father, uncle, or aunt, therefore I may abuse my children because that is what I know to be all right or that has been a part of my life experience because it happened to me. Now, that didn't happen to me. I'm just describing how abuse and and these type of bad behaviors, evil acts can be passed down from one generation to the next. And so for the record, what I'm talking about here regarding good and bad or bad and good is not based on my opinion. This is based on evidence based research. There are theories, social work theories like object relations, which have to do with good bonding between parent and child or lack of bonding, which can determine some of the good and some of the bad that, that we see in life. And, and there's another theory known as the attachment theory, which provides that infants and toddlers who have good attachment. Good attachment is when you were properly nurtured, your, your needs of hunger and, you know, soiled pampers were met in a timely, consistent fashion, you know. And these individuals, you know, if, if those needs are met, if you had good attachment, these individuals, male and female, tend to be more positive and stable as opposed to those who are known to have less than good attachment to a primary caregiver during their formative years as a child. You follow me? I know this is deep, right? As a matter of fact, I was supposed to be talking about there is, you know, there is no evil without good. And then I got into the whole idea of, where does evil come from? And that's what happens when you touch on these type of exotic topics. Sometimes you go a little to the left or a little to the right. But I, I'm, you know, I'm glad you're still there with me as we just um, kicking it. So there is a connection to good and evil, as I said, that stems from our childhood life experiences. And, there, and, of, and there's so much more to this. I, I just want to say there is so much more to this. I'm just touching on the surface to share with you some of the thoughts that, you know, cross my mind about the root of evil and bad and, and good behavior as well. Because, you know, I think it's important to point out that evil, as I said, is just not floating in the air. You know, it's, it's not a circumstance. Evil and bad, just as well as good, is prompted by us as individuals, as people. And so, if you have any questions regarding what I say here about the attachment theory and object relations, please check it out for yourself. You can Google these 
theories and learn so much about where our good and bad behaviors come from that go out into the world. And this is important because this knowledge, this information will certainly give you key insight into how to find healthy relationships. You want to meet people who have good attachment. You want to marry people and including yourself. You know, if you don't have good attachment or if you didn't have good attachment, then those issues can be addressed and corrected as well, just in terms of doing by doing a self-assessment, improving your self-esteem, learning to love yourself, learning to forgive and let go of some of those experiences that may have turned you in the wrong direction where you spew out more bad and evil than good. And so the next time you wonder about good and evil and where it comes from, remember it starts with us and how we love, nurture, and treat our infant and toddler children. When we nurture in a consistent way, we foster good, positive, and emotionally healthy children who you more than likely will turn into whole adults and not fractured adults, feeling lonely, angry, you know, neglected. Those those type of emotions or lack of, you know, of good amounts of, you know, emotional well-being, those behaviors, those emotions can lean towards this whole idea of where does, you know, being bad or, and, and carrying out acts of evil. And so, you know, just keep in mind when when we do the opposite and we do not provide adequate and consistent nurturing to our children, then we sow the seeds of evil and bad that goes out into the world. You understand? And so I just, you know, I want to thank you for for listening to this and you know as I said, the topic of this discussion started out as, you know, Without evil, there could be no good. And I just started feeling, you know, myself feeling the topic. It just, you know, as they say in church, the spirit led me to digress and start to share with you some thoughts about where does evil come from. But just to make the point, I think the point is, I should say, is that there could be no evil without good, as I mentioned earlier, because if we didn't have good, you wouldn't know how you wouldn't know how to di- differentiate from evil. And so I'm glad that we have them both, but I think it's important also to understand where does evil, where does bad come from? And by golly, it's sad to say that it comes from us. And so, the next time you wonder about good and evil, 
and where it comes from, as I said, remember, it starts with us and how we love, nurture, and treat our children. When we nurture in a consistent way, we force the good, positive, and emotionally healthy children who turn into whole adults. And when we do the opposite and we don't provide that consistent nurturing to our children, then we sow the seeds of what could be bad or evil behavior that comes from this type or lack of what we need as as infants and babies and toddlers growing up into the world. And so with that, I'm going to leave it right there. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. And most of all, I hope you learned something too. Thank you so much for listening today, tonight, or tomorrow, whenever you listened. Until we meet again and thereafter. Remember... Life is good even when it ain't. And love is an action, not a word. It is not supposed to hurt. Peace. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org to learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, In the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.